Welcome to part two of Health System CIO's interview with James Wellman, CIO at Blanchard Valley Health System. In this segment, Wellman talks about the benefits of being able to share best practices with colleagues, how he believes COVID is shining a light on non-agile organizations, and the philosophy he's adapted for leading through a crisis. As much as 80% of patient information is unstructured and stored outside of an EMR, Highland Healthcare helps complete the patient record by consolidating and connecting this unstructured content to core clinical systems. With a full suite of content services and enterprise imaging solutions, Highland gives clinicians a single view of all documents and medical images associated with the patient via the EMR, enabling more informed health decisions and improving patient outcomes. Highland Healthcare, see your whole patient. Visit highlandhealthcare.com to learn more said you've sent people home. What's been the strategy there just as far as um, enabling this increased remote workforce? So we're an Office 365 customer, so that helps out. Okay. Um, so that system's out. We have protected VPN back into the organization for the specific users. You know, we have OneDrive business version that allows some of the remote sharing and things that we're doing. So because of our account, we have Microsoft Teams We've used that primarily for all of our internalized meetings, video meetings. As this is, I wouldn't say settled down, but as we are starting to get our hands around some of the things and the technologies and we're telling people, you know, one of the things I encourage my team yesterday, don't just do voice. You know, we might be separated and, and away from each other for months, potentially. Yeah. So use the video option in there. You have a sense of normalcy. See your friends and your colleagues and interact with them. And so Teams has been solid in that. Uh, we use that for our medical staff. They have a, a weekly briefing that goes over. We're using it on our, we have multiple briefings each week at predetermined times. You know, we're using Teams for that process as well. It lets people ask questions and we know who's on the call. It just makes it really easy. I mean, and we have it as uh, we've tested it. It's a good alternate should we experience any issues with Zoom. Uh, it is yeah. also HIPAA compliant. We also have a BAA with them for the product. Okay. So, you know, again, should anything happen, we do have an alternate means to communicate with them. Yeah, which is important. Um, I mean, it's pretty amazing how uh, Zoom's usage has kicked up and kind of similar to you, our company had just started using Zoom about two months ago. So the fact that we were able to kind of work out those things was pretty fortuitous. But there are some capacity issues, as you would expect, when usage gets amplified that much. It was interesting because, I mean, and our rep got back to us and he said, I am absolutely flooded. I'm working as hard as I can. We're all working late yeah. around the clock. And I'm like, I hear you. We were pursuing the team's option just as well. The Zoom had just come up because, like you said, I was interacting with so many different people who were using it. I'm like, man, this is just a, a great platform. Then when I investigated, yeah. I'm like, oh, they got a really good medical solution here. So we reached out. We established the BAA with them. And like I said, for us, it was good timing. And we yeah. felt that that was important, even though those have all been lifted for the interims. I think having that definitive solution, because in the back of my mind, too, I'm still worried about people taking advantage of this situation. We're doing our due diligence with cybersecurity. We've not let down our guard in that arena. 
In fact, you know, we're looking at expanding that and uh, talking to a few different companies if they can pull us in and uh, start doing some additional monitoring uh, because we are a little more wide open than we had been previously, although we are, you know, like fairly protected. You can never have too much security. Right, yeah, that's an unfortunate consequence that's popped up. And probably that's another area where I would think that being able to communicate with peers is helpful just in terms of, you know, how their cybersecurity strategies have changed. Yeah, we're asking, what are they seeing? What do they do? I kind of feel blessed. I, I have a couple of friends who are very, very well respected in the industry. You will interact with them, uh, David Chow and Drex DeFord. I can pick up the phone and text or call either one of them and I've become a member of a little group that they've started and it's a kind of a cohort of CIOs and CMIOs and stuff from across the country. So when you're able to sit there and share with ideals with some of these people, it's a fantastic resource. I feel lucky in that one because I'm, I'm asking them, you can look, we're looking at this group on the fly. Yay, nay, what do you think? And so you're getting honest feedback. And that's imperative because sometimes we don't have the luxury of six months worth of analysis or something. We need to move relatively quickly. So having those types of resources are are wonderful. My uh, security measures kicked in there on my screen time. (laughs) You know, those are the little things you don't think about normally. And we've discovered that we are online and we're doing virtual so much. We're having to go back and ease some of those screen and, and system lockouts. You know, we've been oh, doing massive okay. presentations for the organization and we're all sitting there in trance with what's happening and listening and you're you're not moving the mouse around and the next thing you know yeah. we've had the whole thing shut down we're like oh yeah we need to go fix that <laughs> yeah the things that you don't normally think about as much that are in the background <laughs> and that all changes normally we don't have 40 people logged on so what we're doing now we're, we're practicing physical distancing Social distancing doesn't sound right. We want to stay socially engaged and physically distant. So yeah. we've set up where we have our CEOs doing fireside chats with the whole organization. And we have a very large meeting room, but we have very few people in it. We're practicing what we preach. But you know, what we discovered is you're up there and you're doing that. And like, nobody's up there working that computer. So we had to go fix that. So when it shut itself off in the middle of the presentation, we're like, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things we're hearing about is really this need to be uh, agile. It seems like that just comes into play so much right now. You kind of have to, even if that's not your, your personality or your leadership style, you kind of have to force it a bit. Well, that was a topic that came up this week on that call with the group I was telling you about. And Mm -hmm. uh, one of the participants made an observation and we were sitting there talking and he he noted, he said, he's already seen people who aren't agile and it's becoming abundantly clear or the way they've set their organization up to uh, the hierarchy where people can't go out and make things happen. uh, they're, They're being exposed. And we all talked about that in any industry, in any position, you have people who can get in there and hide. This is shining light yeah. in the dark. It's, uh, you, you can't hide from this. And if you're not yeah. able to adapt, I think we're going to see some fallout after the fact yeah. of this. I mean, it's, it's sad, but it is going to be a sign of the times. Did you build an, an agile team? And is your team empowered to go and make a difference? I think right. that's key. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And on the flip side, if you have put that in place and you do have that agile environment, 
that will uh, show through also during this time, but then also kind of in the uh, the aftermath. Yeah. The one thing, too, is we're fortunate. We have a brilliant infectious diseases physician here, and he's come to me with things. It's the thing we note, and it's like, we can do that. <laughs> we can do this. Yeah. We're, we're not quite sure how, but we'll make this happen. But we're looking at a lot of different things, and that I think that was, you know, it's, a, it's constantly moving. It's constantly changing. We're seeing threats from different places. In our case, we're 90 minutes from Detroit. And Detroit is in a, a bit of a precarious situation. They have one health system up there with 900 cases. 3,000 in Detroit and one health system took 900. They are, oh my gosh! you know, it's devastating them. We just set up a, a brand new dashboard for the entire organization. We track everything to do with COVID from the vents to beds to cleaning. And it's on a singular dashboard. We'll make it prettier, but it's really functional right now at least. Oh yeah, there's there's so much, so many different moving parts and uh, different angles to this. And, I mean, like yeah. you said, think about vents. It's critical. They want to know is the vent ready? Do I have vents? I'm trying to make a decision here, a clinical and ethical decision, and they need every bit of that data. Um, so that's the thing we're pointing out to people: what's going on. Yeah. So I'm actually say I'm just really proud of my team because I just got the heck out of the way and uh, yeah. let them go do what they need to do because they're, they're a smart group. And don't come to me and ask me, you, you know how to do it, go do it. Uh, right. But fortunately, that's the culture and environment that we're, we're making here. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing that I think is really going to uh, benefit organizations a lot if you have that trust and you're willing to say, okay, handle this and, you know, be able to do some of that delegating so you can focus on the things that you need to be focused on. Yeah, we're trying to be, like you said, we're trying to be agile, we're trying to be nimble, how to, to do different things. And this is this way it's got to be. I mean, suddenly you're going, oh, all, all our lean training is paying off and our commitment. Yeah. You know, and our Baldrige processes, well, our processes are getting their workout right now. After the fact, we'll go back you know, we'll be going through this data for, for a long time and the responses yeah. and what worked well, what didn't, you know, we'll be doing our, a lot of kata questions. Did the, this was a reality. This was a target environment and this is a reality. Did it match? Okay. What can we do? So we'll adapt and we'll adapt. We'll adjust it. We'll make it work. I mean, you just got to have that attitude or you'll never make it work. Yeah. Sure. Very interesting. A lot of lessons learned, and there's going to be a lot. It's really helpful that instead of waiting until uh, the worst is over, that, that leaders, organizations are willing to share those best practices. I think that that's so important. Yeah, it's a crazy time to try to, I guess I'm looking at the silver lining on this. The team's coming together. Yeah. People are working on this. That part, I'm just really proud, you know, to be a part of this. I remind my team, I was like, you know, frontline clinical care workers are there, but we, we help make all that a little bit easier, a little bit better, a little bit faster, a little more streamlined. I think that's a, that's the key thing. Right. Okay. I really appreciate this. And I know that, you know, our readers, listeners will too. So thank you so much. Um, as always, really appreciate your time. Yeah, no problem. I'm always open if you need anything, Kate. Great. Yeah, I'm sure I'll be in touch soon. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes 
at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.